how's it going YouTube? This is Eric Abroad here with this week's Eric Broadcast, number 12 for Monday, March 13th. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome one and all. Um, it has been a couple weeks since my last podcast. I apologize to anyone who uh, was kind of waiting over the last few weeks to get a little uh, video out of my channel. Unfortunately, I have a little bit of explaining to do. And uh, for today's podcast, um, I'll be honest and completely frank that I actually don't have a really huge like message prepared or anything for this week's podcast. I, I really am here just to kind of check in and give you guys kind of an update on what's going on um, on my end and with the channel right now over the next few months. And if you guys don't mind, I'd like to just kind of sit and discuss that and also explain, you know, why I've been so busy. And um, I'm also going to answer some of your comments from some previous videos and discuss some stuff about going to Japan soon, which I'll be doing next week. And so if you guys are, you know, willing to sit and listen to that, uh, welcome, and I hope you enjoy. Uh, I guess there's one thing I would actually like to do um, last, before I do that, the last podcast I did, or a couple podcasts ago, I had made an attempt, I was speaking in Japanese a little bit, and I was trying to address some of the Japanese viewers, saying, uh, you know, thank you for listening, um, I hope that this, even though I'm speaking in English, that it's beneficial toward your English studies. But I said it in a very butchered way. I was kind of saying it off the top of my head, and I knew it wasn't correct. Um, but I actually had an individual. I don't have the name. It's uh, Ishi Ryuichi. Ryuichi. I hope I'm like saying that right. Let's see. Ishi Ryuichi was the name of the uh, viewer who had left me a comment that was actually very helpful in correcting my grammar in the way I was saying that. And if you guys don't mind, I would like to try to do it again. Hopefully we can get this in one take. You might see the video cut here as I might uh, goof and have to restart, but I think I got it. So here we go. I'm basically going to say in Japanese, um, you know, um, I, I, I speak English on this channel, primarily English, a little bit of Japanese and things like that. But I hope that for anyone here who is Japanese and maybe uh, learning English or anyone else who's learning English, I hope that this podcast can be beneficial toward your listening skills. And um, I'm going to try to say that right now. So, <laughs> but yeah, basically, I just, you know, I'm just trying to, uh, I was trying to learn a better way in order to say that to my viewers, because apparently that's a really good phrase for anyone who's uh, learning Japanese. Um, there's different ways to say receiving things. Um, you can say, uh, So in that one, I just use itadakeru, which I, I believe is the more, it's like the more most polite one. So it's like, uh, if you'll allow, or if, if I'm able to have you listen to my channel, I'll be, or listen to my video, watch my video, I would be, you know, grateful for that. So, um, thank you again for the comment and uh, correcting my Japanese. Again, with this channel, um, I know I'm getting sidetracked here. We're going to discuss the things that I wanted to mention before on why I'm, like, busy and things like that. But I, this channel is, I think, what's what's so cool about having a channel like this where I'm starting, you know, from a few years ago where I'm starting my Japanese up until now, I think it's great to go through the videos sometimes and you can see, you know, the progress that I'm making in my Japanese. And believe me, I still have a long, long, long way to go. I My kanji writing is really bad. Um, I, I'm no by no means a fluent Japanese speaker, but by doing the three years of schooling that I've done and, um, you know, interacting with you guys on the channel, 
my Japanese has improved, of course, but uh, at like a, you know, slowly but surely. And where was I going with this thought? Um, I, I think it's... Jesus Christ. One of the, one of the things I really love about this channel, um, I mean, it's my channel, so of course I love my channel, but really, um, I think it's cool to look back at some of my, my first videos a couple years back when I was first studying my Japanese, and what, what I noticed and what I think is great, and I'm really proud of myself that I've kind of stuck with this, um, I don't know, going about it this way, is that I, I really believe in language learning, and I think I don't think anyone would really argue this, is that simply trying, even if you know it might not be right, is possibly one of the best ways you can learn. And the reason for that is that if you make a mistake and, and someone corrects you on it, you're much more likely to remember that mistake and fix it then. Um, and it's obviously much better to fix your mistakes early on so that they don't, you know, last forever. You don't want you don't want to have those mistakes pop up again later in your life when you're trying to, uh, you know, implement new gr grammatical terms and words and things like that. If you can correct it right from the get go and really understand it. So anyway, so that that was a good example right there. Is in the last podcast, I just kind of winged it. I knew it wasn't totally right, but if anyone has a comment and could correct it, let me know. And someone did. And through that, you know, I got to read it and I, you know, kind of read through it a couple times. And I think it's, it's, I mean, I hope I don't, you know, forget it through time, but I'm, I'm much more likely to remember that than something I just read once or twice in a textbook uh, for homework or something like that. So I really think that um, that, that's one of the best ways that I've learned Japanese. And while I was living in Japan for a year, having a friend say like, hey, that's a little wrong. You can say it this way. I was, I almost always remembered it or made a note and like really made sure to not make that mistake again. So um, again, thanks. And I just, I think it's cool that this channel, um, I, I don't have to really be afraid to make the mistakes because we're all learning together and having um, viewers from Japan and from America, people who are studying uh, Japanese, we can all kind of work together. And I'm not embarrassed to admit that I make mistakes in Japanese because I'm, I've only been studying for a couple of years. I'm by no means a master in this language in any form. Um, that being said, you know, um, being there for a year, my, my conversational skills definitely improved and I can't wait to go back because they're just going to improve further and it's going to be great. Living in America definitely slows that down coming back because just because I'm using English all the time. And even now I'm speaking to you guys in English. Um, so I can't wait to go back. So anyways, let's discuss, I'd love to just kind of tell you guys, you know, kind of what's going on in the last couple of weeks. As you can see, I'm in a new room. Uh, I even have it written up there. That's the Shinbea. It's the the new room. We have, uh, it's a really tight, I, I can't really show you the whole room here, but believe me, it is uh, quite small, but it's definitely awesome. Uh, a good friend of mine lives in a share house uh, in downtown Portland and um, invited me. My lease in my last place had ended and I have about three or four months until I graduate. So I kind of needed a place to move just for a few months and my friend was, uh, happy enough to open up one of their storage rooms for me to live in. So this is like their storage room. It's about the size of Harry Potter's closet with all the stuff I have in here, but um, it's definitely going to work. I bought a little uh, futon mattress. Even like, even if I wasn't studying Japanese, I think this futon mattress is pretty sweet. Um, I think a traditional bed is much more comfortable. It's probably better for your back, but if you're kind of looking for just like a portable um, uh, bed just for the meantime, something that you're not going to use like forever, just something um, that you need temporarily. 
Um, I bought a futon on Amazon for like 70 bucks. And basically when you're, you sleep on it and you can roll it up when you're done and kind of put it in a closet, I just kind of have it set next against the wall there. And um, it's pretty nice. So that way you can have a really small room but still c clear out space when you're done sleeping because you don't need a bed there all day if the, the room is that small. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, I've, I've spent the last couple weeks um, moving in here. And by moving in here, I lost some sleep by, you know, just uh, staying up late, um, moving shit in and cleaning the room and cleaning the house and meeting people. Um, I actually picked up uh, a pretty bad cold. About half the people in the house were sick and living in a share house. That's kind of part of living in a share house is if someone gets sick, you know, you have to be careful. And I unfortunately was sick for like all of last week. Um and I actually have finals this week. I'm, I'm recording this podcast actually in between like a break of my studying. Um, right when this finishes, I need to jump right back on that. I'm a little stressed out on my studies. But again, I, it's been a couple weeks since I did a podcast and I thought it'd be cool just to hop on. This podcast might be a little shorter than normal, um, but just to hop in and just kind of give you guys an update on like what's going on. So yeah, last couple of weeks, just fi fighting sickness. Um, moving in and just getting ready because I'm going to Japan for those who don't know. Um, this Friday, today's Monday, and I'm leaving on Friday, flying out to Osaka for spring break. I'll be there for just a little under two weeks, not very long. And the reason I'm doing that is, I, I again, I've mentioned this multiple times now, and I'm not going to make like an official announcement until it's like official, official, like I'm there or like it's it's in, pay, you know, I until it's officially official, I don't really want to make like an announcement video. But I did find an English teaching position in Japan. Um and I applied for it online and I got the job. So assuming that my my visa application and the nothing weird happens where the boss like backs out last minute, uh, you know, assuming things go well, I will be moving to Japan this fall to teach English as an assistant English teacher. Um, not as a career job. This is definitely a job. It's not a high paying job, but I think it's a great way to start out my, you know, kind of journey living in Japan for a few years. And I've been there for a year and I loved it and I can't wait to go back, but living there on my own outside of school, it'll be interesting to see what it's like living, um, working full time and actually living in, you know, in Japan. And it's great because the spot that I'm going to be likely living in is really close to downtown Osaka, but it's not particularly a tourist area. Like you can obviously go to Osaka and find the touristy spots, but where I'll be living it's apparently a very, very just Japanese place. And I am, I'm so excited. Um, obviously it'll be fun to be one of the only foreigners there. You know, it's kind of fun to meet people and, um, strike up conversations and things like that. Um, but also just to fully immerse myself in Japan again, I just can't wait to be, I, I just last weekend I was hanging out with some friends and it's, it's, it's mind blowing how, how beneficial it is to immerse yourself in a language. And when I say that, it's not just like watch a movie and maybe do a Skype call with a friend and speak a little Japanese. I mean, really immerse yourself. Um, I, for the whole weekend, I'd hung out with a couple of Japanese friends. And um, one night we went to one of their family's uh, house and had a little like cooking party. The next day we hung out and went downtown and it was fully Japanese, which again, isn't like that, un wasn't un that uncommon for me before like months before that was totally a normal thing and I was used to it and I was comfortable with it but because I've been out of it for so long um it was kind of it's actually kind of like nerve-wracking kind of scary like at first like I hear a question in Japanese and I'm like oh shit I have to <laughs> I have to rethink this way I had to kind of turn my brain back into Japan mode and I I missed it so much so just having 
that weekend, just a couple of days, brings all that stuff starts to come back. Not that I forgot a whole lot, but um, just you know, just having that that listening skills and the ability to respond quickly and naturally, um, it's so much fun if you can immerse yourself in it and really enjoy it. And you know, and if you're hanging out with friends, it's they they're gonna teach you things that you want to know how to say. So. I had a blast doing that, and I seriously can't wait to be back in Osaka. Again, I'm going for just a couple weeks. Um, I'm going to be doing a little recording, but because my time's so limited, I am mostly uh, you know, catching up with some friends, but the main reason I'm going is to meet my boss because I've we've done a Skype call, but we haven't met in person yet. And um, so we have a set date where we're going to be doing that and uh, you know, getting together and having some food and discussing things. And it's going to be great because, you know, through email, there's so many questions I could ask, but for like some of the really specific questions on like, you know, like the, the, you know, the salary and where I'm going to live and making a, a bank account, insurance, health insurance, dental, all that stuff. It's like, I, I could ask all that through email, but I just decided it might be better just to make a trip to Japan. I found a pretty cheap flight. It's going to be a really shitty flight, unfortunately, um, it's going to be almost 20 hours of like not flying, but you know, the whole, like from leaving Portland to landing in Japan, it's going to be about 20 hours. It's going to really suck. Uh, I fly from Portland to Vancouver, from Vancouver to China and from China to Osaka. Luckily the layovers are only like a couple hours, but, um, from Vancouver to China is 12 hours straight of a flight. And the first time I flew to Japan, it was a nine hour flight direct from Seattle. I drove up to Seattle and flew straight from there like right into japan that was a luxurious thing i could kind of fall asleep wake up and i'm in another country now it's gonna i have to wake up move my shit grab my luggage and transfer it it's gonna it's gonna really suck so i'm on top of all my uh like uh finals i have a final tomorrow and a final on thursday i was i'm actually looking to try to find like a massage parlor on thursday so that i can get like a full body or at least a back massage prior to my flight so i actually i wonder like if anyone knows like is that is that worse is it worse to get a massage and then like put yourself in a really bad position like would that make it worse actually i feel like it can't make it worse because my my lower back kind of hurts and um like from time to time and sitting on a plane for over like 15 hours is not going to help that so i I, i'm going to try to work in like a massage which I, i think is hilarious um, I'll let you guys know how that goes, but yeah, I'm going to be doing a little bit of filming. Um, that video, you know, the, the videos I have intended to make, um, again, I'm going back to Osaka. So I've already been there. I've already lived there and I've experienced a lot of it and made a lot of videos there. But, um, and I have a lot of videos that I'm still in the process of making, by the way, my next video for like my actual Eric abroad video should be up. Oh God, soon. I don't know. It's hard to say because really this week is so busy because I literally have finals. And then the the day after my last final for this term, I fly out the next morning at like eight in the morning toward Japan. So on Thursday, I have to pack and, you know, get everything ready, my passport and all my documentation that I'm bringing to Japan to get my job started for the visa application. And, um, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be busy. So after this podcast is done, it's it's go time. So you guys, uh, yeah, won't hear from me, I guess, until maybe a week from this podcast, uh, like on Twitter or anything like that. But that being said, um, I wanted to announce, I don't know the exact day yet, again, because my schedule while there is so limited. Um, I have a lot of it planned out, but I don't know the exact, I can't like plan a day to do this, but I would love to do 
um, a live stream from the Airbnb that I'm staying. I'll probably have a day where it's like a half day of just chilling. I'd love to just do a live thing. Assuming the internet's good. Again, this is all like assuming. So I'm kind of leaving it up in the air. But um, just know over, I'm going to be in Japan from the 18th till the 28th. I guess that's only 10 days, huh? Um, so around that time, I'm going to be announcing on my Twitter or my Instagram. Please follow me on there if you want to check it out or my Snapchat. Um, I'm going to be announcing a time when I'm going to be doing like a live stream. And I think something I'll for sure be doing uh, probably multiple days is live Instagram or Twitter. I, I think I like Instagram better. So I think for now I'm going to do live Instagram. But on Twitter, I'll announce it. Um, base, if you guys haven't seen it, basically on Instagram, you can go live with a video and people can chat live as they're watching it. Similar to Twitch TV, if any of you guys are like video game players or anything like that. Um, so that'll be cool, because I think I'll have a couple days where I'm just kind of wandering alone. Um, I have I bought a new camera, which is gonna be great to take some great like scenery shots. And so I'm gonna go around probably, and I'm trying not to spend a lot of money, because this trip, again, it's mostly just to meet my boss. I'm not going crazy, and I'm trying to save up for Japan. So I'm kind of just gonna get there live not frugally but i'm not going crazy either and i'm not really traveling anywhere i'm mostly just kind of walk around my area um i'm gonna take trains pretty locally and uh but i want to record a lot of stuff so i'm gonna get my new camera and record some really cool beauty shots and i may make it in time for the sakura season i believe the the uh cherry blossoms started blooming today so it's they only last for about two weeks if that if there's any wind or rainstorm they're gone so um, I hope I can make it just to get some footage in there. But anyways, it's going to be cool while I'm doing that. Or, you know, maybe I'll set up the camera for a shot. I can go live and like hang out and chat with you guys or maybe take you guys to a ramen shop. So uh, look forward to that. I'm really excited. That'll be next week. Again, it's going to be really winged. It's going to be really on the fly. So I apologize. But I believe even once it's like not live, you can go and watch it if you're still curious to see what it's like. I specifically want to take you guys to um, there's a ramen shop called I think it's called Ichidan. It's kind of uh, mainstream, but it's really good ramen. It's it's a lot of the uh, Chinese tourists who go to Osaka end up at Ichidan because, I mean, ramen is actually from China. Um, and I went there and it was really good. But the reason I want to go there specifically for doing the live Instagram, because in a lot of other restaurants, it's really, it's really small and close by and you're sitting next to strangers. I don't really want to set up a, a camera of myself and talk with other people there you know I, I just don't want to invade other people's privacy that much at least not yet um but at this specifically at this ichiran spot while you're eating your ramen you have the option to put it's kind of a booth like you you sit down and you have the option to put up like a wall on either side if you're not with any friends so like if i go out and eat like you know go out solo and eat by myself i can put those up put up the thing and kind of hang out and have my own little office to hang out with you guys while we eat it'll be kind of fun i'm excited for that so look forward to that um and again, my next video, I guess I'll give you, uh, podcast viewers, a little, like, sneak preview. It's of Arashiyama. Uh, Arashiyama. If you're doing an English accent, Arashiyama. So if you can Google Arashiyama, that's the next video. I think it's going to be a great video. I'm really excited. Again, it's been crazy uh, just, you know, with being sick and finals and all this stuff and getting ready for Japan. Um, I got a lot of work done on it a couple weeks ago, but I just haven't been able to finish it. I think one more day, like a full day of editing, I'm going to have it done. And I'm really excited to post it. So... I really thank you guys for the patience because obviously this channel, um, the videos come out pretty slow. and um, But it's kind of at the point where I'm at the final stretch of my studying. Um, this is my last hard term. And starting in April till June, I have a couple more classes, but they look easy. I don't think it's going to be hard. I think my schedule is going to be very relaxed. 
Um, I'm probably going to be working part-time. And I don't know if I ever told you guys, but my, my part-time job, but a friend of mine, he works at the uh, basketball stadium here in Portland, the Moda Center. Um, he's a, the video producer there for the, uh, the Portland Trailblazers. That's our basketball team. I may have mentioned this before, but whenever they have extra work or stuff on a weekend that they need to get some side videos done or they need to get the intro videos. So like before when the game starts, before they tip off the ball, they play a little video to recap uh, what's going on with the team. Like we lost last game, but you know, we're here this time. Let's crush them. Some kind of recap video, like telling the story of the Blazers, you know, trying to get to the playoffs. Um, I do that part time. So some people were asking me like, what do you do part time on top of school? That's my job. Um, I'm really thankful to my friend and, um, for giving me work there. So this last week, for example, I worked three days, two weeks ago, I worked zero days. It's kind of random, but, um, it pays well enough that I can get by on kind of random days working. And just, if you're curious, that's what I do in my off time. Um, so between that and, you know, finals and all this stuff, I obviously haven't had a lot of time for editing, but Starting next term, it looks a lot more relaxed, so I'm excited to um, get a lot more Japanese studying in. I'm going to be reviewing everything that I've studied this semester. This is the book we've been reading. I mentioned it last time. It's uh, called Hado Bordo. It's not like my favorite book or anything, but it's it's short. It's only 90 pages, and the pages are small. You can see, like, I know it's a little bright. Sorry about that. But you can kind of see. They're not, they're not, it's not crazy. So the hardest part is just if you don't know how to read it, you have to pause every five seconds and, like, look words up. Now that I know what the story's about and I have everything translated, I don't have all of the like new words retained or anything like that. But because I've gone through it once, I'm really excited to go through it again uh, slowly and really like uh, make sure that I retain everything and memorize everything. And I'm really excited. And if you kind of look, this room actually, so right here is a whiteboard. There's actually three whiteboards. There's one over here and one back here which I'm stoked. This one, it's kind of taken up. I, this is actually my TV. I just covered it up. Um, it's kind of, this one I probably won't use so much, but the two over here, I have a really huge studying desk that's taking up most of my room. That's kind of why the room it ended up being so small as they, in the storage, they had this huge study desk. I guess I could kind of pan over. It's really, really messy. I apologize. Yeah, I'm still moving in, but that's the table. And so you can kind of see that's like the, everything that I got going on. And uh, yeah, again, it's pretty messy. So I'm still working on that, but uh, this is going to be a fantastic study room for the couple months that I'm back. And again, I'm trying to save up for Japan. So I'm living pretty frugally right now. I'm not trying to go out and spend a lot of money because I'll eventually be in Japan and I'd rather use the money going out there than going out here. Of course, occasionally I'm going to go out, but you know what I mean? Just saving up, uh, going to have to start paying off school debt soon as well, which is going to really suck ass. Um, I, uh, I talked to my mom the other day for a couple hours just discussing like the what's the plan and how much we're gonna have to pay i think i'll be able to pay off school in less than four years and if i really tried i could do it in three but i would have to be living seriously like on peanuts so i think three and a half years is is more realistic four years but um so my plan for now i suppose uh with the the english teaching position is basically i want to go to you know go to japan it's going to be a great uh, first job for me. I'm going to be an assistant teacher. Again, this is all assuming that it all goes through. In a few months, if I don't get the job, I'm going to have to explain myself on why I didn't get the job. Assuming everything goes well and I get the job, I'll be an English assistant um, assistant teacher at an English school. And um, one of my good friends works there. So him and I already have, you know, like a good friendship. So that'll be great to work together, um, I imagine. Um, I don't have to meet too many new people. 
and I believe it'll be me, him, and one other teacher. And then it's a private school for um, students, so it's like a small amount of young students that are learning English. I believe it's like a what you would call Juku, but it's not Juku. Juku is like a cram school, but it's it's basically cram school, I believe, and I, uh, like where they go there after school basically to learn English. So we'd work in the afternoons and things like that. Again, I'm going there on Friday to kind of really ask all these questions and get it out because I've gotten the job, but I to ask all the specifics, it'll be good to talk in person and get that all the way. So more info on that soon, as much as I have it, or, you know, once I have it, cause I don't have it right now. And, uh, it'll be cool to, to explain to you guys kind of my process, um, applying for the visa and stuff as well. I guess I could show you this. Hold on one second. Sorry. I'll throw on the jeopardy. I'm going to go grab the paperwork. One second. Um, this is what's called the uh, Certificate of Eligibility. I know you can't. There you go. You can kind of see it. Application for Certificate of Eligibility. Um, it's probably kind of what it sounds like. Um, you're basically just applying to be eligible to work in Japan. So the way this works is... I fill out this application. I'm going to bring it to Japan when I go. I'm going to give it to the boss, and he's going to have it. And when I graduate, he can turn this in um, to basically apply for me to, you know, have eligibility to work in Japan. And after, I think it's like it can take up to like a month, a couple months. But once I have that, I'm able to apply for the actual visa. Once I'm eligible to work, I can apply for a visa, which I hear is a pretty fast process. The only hard thing is you need to have a company that's willing to sponsor you. So for my case, uh, the job that hired me is technically going to be sponsoring me and telling the Japanese government, yes, we'd like to hire this individual um, on our behalf. We're going to be bringing him into the country. And um, I believe my work, it's either going to be one year or three years. Again, these are all the questions I'm going to be asking in a week. And I, I, I apologize that I don't have the info now, but I will let you know as I figure it out as well. But um, my work visa should, it'll either be one year or three years, I believe. It's somewhere around that range. And once I have that, I'm clear to go to Japan. I'm clear to go there, work, and make money legally, uh, work full time. So that's kind of the process we're getting started right now. And when I graduate in June, uh, we're going to try our best and see if we can get a visa and get to Japan. So I'm really excited to go next week and clarify all these things and really uh, meet everyone, see the school. I'm actually going to get to sit in on one of the classes and meet all of the students. So um, I got to get, make sure I have some nice dress clothes and look good. I got to show up on time. You guys probably know this if you guys are studying Japanese or interested in Japanese culture, but Japanese culture is really, really strict on being to work on time. If you show up even on time, you're, you, it's not good. Like you and I, my only experience with, um, you know, actually being forced to be on time for work or something like that was I used to work at a store called Kinokuniya, which is actually located here in Portland, but it's a Japanese bookstore. And my bosses are both Japanese. And there I kind of got to experience what it's, what their expectations. Again, they weren't as strict here as they'd be in Japan, but they were still trying to implement uh, the strictness of being prompt, I suppose you could say in Japan. Um, basically, I'm my appointment to meet my boss is at 4 p.m., and I'm showing up well before 3.30. Well, well before. To make sure in case there's any issues with the train or anything like that. But um, always show up early in Japan. If if there's a set time for something, don't. That doesn't mean you're going to show up at that time or 15 minutes after that. It means you're going to be there at least 20 minutes early. So um, I got to get used to doing that. I'm not, 
I'm not against doing it, but it's something I've gotten used to in America where I always show up last minute. I always try to be as efficient as possible. Like if I leave right now, I'll show up right when X starts, my class starts. So I don't have to waste time or I have to sit for 10 minutes. With work, yes, I have to, I gotta be there early every day. So I'm gonna be getting used to that. That'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, so that that's basically the process I'm going through right now. Uh, fill this out, um, show them documentation proving that I am gonna be graduating in June. And then once I do graduate, applying for the visa. So I'll keep you guys tuned as that goes on over the next few months. And hopefully I'll be in Japan sooner than later. I was I was actually not assuming to, I was, how can I say? I was planning on not being in Japan until around August because I wasn't intending on applying for the visa until literally the day after I graduated. But I think the way that we're doing it is we're kind of applying ahead of time and kind of getting things all set up so that the day I graduate, I can apply for the visa. So if that's the case, Oh boy, I actually might end up going, if I end up going to Japan in the summer, it's going to suck because the weather in Osaka, especially Osaka in Japan is horrible. It is, it is so humidly hot and you're going to be sweating, dripping in sweat. Just the air is so dense. It's, it's awful. Um, but if that's what it takes to be my, you know, my first couple months in Japan, it'll be a good, uh, a great, um, test of my, motivation my endurance uh how much i really want it because it's gonna suck ass once the fall hits japan is perfect fall and spring are so incredible but the summers and winters are pretty bad um the winters are really really cold um it's one of the downsides of japan i think so i guess i'll make a video in the future about like things i hate about japan it's the summer for sure winter i can handle like cold weather is yeah i don't know i've handled cold weather my whole life but um, it does get really cold, but the summers are seriously something I'll, I don't think I'll ever get used to. Even Japanese, they hate it. So <laughs> I'm actually almost a little bit bummed out that I might be going sooner than later, but Hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to complain about that. That's a good thing, but that's what's going on in my life right now, guys. I just wanted to kind of update you guys on that. Um, and again, I apologize the last couple weeks, people were asking like, Hey, where's the podcast? And it's just, Hey, I, I, the day I was going to do it, I woke up and I was like, you know, really, really sick. And I'm like, it's not, it's not going to happen. I'd rather, I'd rather just not do it. If it's going to be, you know, miserable for me, this is kind of a side fun thing for me. And I want to interact with you guys and be somewhat healthy. Even right now I'm really jazzed up on coffee. You could probably tell I'm talking really fast. Like I always do. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be getting uh, back to some studying. Let's answer a few questions. I suppose from your guys' comments, I'm going to pull that up here, um, over the last couple weeks and yeah, here we go. Um, so first comment from Patricia Santos says, how do you open a bank account in Japan? Oh, that's actually relevant. So I don't know how, because I've never done it. So I'll let you know, because, uh, that's actually one of the questions I intend on asking my boss next week. I believe we're meeting on like next Tuesday. I got to double cause there's a time difference in Japan. So they're a day ahead. So yeah, I think we're meeting on Tuesday though. I got to double check, but, um, I'm going to be asking, yeah, how do I open a bank account? Because I'm going to have to transfer, you know, my bank that I have in America or I don't know if I'm going to cancel it, but I'll, I may just have to just leave it idle and just switch completely to a Japanese one. If I'm going to want to get paychecks and things like that, especially if I want to withdraw money, I don't want to have any international fees or anything like that. So I'm going to be asking my boss that question and I'll let you guys know. Uh, next question from fakes figs with a Z. Um, I can't tell. Are you Chris Broad's little brother? Oh boy. Or, or just took the name because this channel is good. You have audio podcasts on iTunes. Okay. I'll answer. There's like three things. 
Yes, I have my podcast on iTunes. It's also on Google Play Music and SoundCloud if you want to check those out. Um, you look like Chris Broad's little brother. Uh, okay. No, I'm not. Uh, that's, I hope that's obvious. He's British. I'm, I'm not. And he says, did you just take his name? No. I mean, abroad isn't a... Is that a patented word? I don't know. I When I made my channel, I had no intention. I, I Yes, I actually knew of his channel. Um, no. I, I mean, I'm sure people are going to say that in the future as well. Like, oh, like, you're just, you know, you took the name from, like, uh, abroad in Japan. But abroad is a pretty... Oh, here, abroad is a pretty broad word. <laughs> Wait, where's my... No, there it is. <laughs> I butchered it. Abroad is a pretty broad word. Hey. Um... Yeah, no, that's, no, I definitely did not take from him, but I, I saw that comment and I just thought it was hilarious, so I pulled it up, but um, next one is from Open Sesame, uh, okay, so this was from the podcast before I was talking about Gaijin Hunters, um, Gaijin means foreigner, and uh, the term Gaijin Hunter is basically, there is a stereotype of if you go to Japan as a foreigner that um, there are a particular type of either guys or girls, depending, you know, on your sexuality or whatever, um, that are attracted to foreigners specifically. And they call them gaijin hunters or foreign hunters. Um, and this person, they must be Japanese, this person, because he says, I've never heard of gaijin hunter, but I've heard of gaisen. And I didn't know what gaisen was. I actually had to look it up. And it, what it means is Gaikokujin Senmon, which is like, um, or or more specifically, Hakujin Senmon or Kokujin Senmon, which, this is what it means. This is his comment, not my words. Is it's um, specializing in in white people or black people <laughs> is the two things he said there. Or Gaikokujin, which is just foreigners in general. Um, apparently Senmon, I tried to like look it up and figure out what it meant, but it's basically like specialty or to specialize in something. So it's like to specialize or to focus on specifically one group of people, hence the name Gaimon or Gaisen. It's Gaisen. And if you're going to be doing, I think if it was like, uh, would it be Hakusen? Or to be Shiro-san? I think it'd be Haku. So I'm, I'm reading the, the, the kanji for white because Hakuji means white person. And then Hakusen, I think that's how I'm reading. I hope I'm reading it right. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that I thought that was really actually an interesting comment because they said that there's a lot of um, that. That's a phrase you can use in Japan. And people will understand it. And I had never heard that before. So Gaisen. So I'm going to from now on, I'm going to if I ever have a conversation where we're talking about uh, foreign hunters or, you know, going through these experiences like that. And, and on the bottom here, they say that there's also Aji uh, Hito Senmon, which me or the slang version would be Aji Sen which is a, I guess, what you could call like an Asian hunter, <laughs> someone who's like really into Asian. So um, I may hear that phrase being called at me in the future too because um, I think uh, Japanese girls are really cute. So um, that's hilarious. I, I thought that was really that, – but that was actually an insightful comment. So I appreciate it. Thank you uh, for throwing that in there. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try using that in the future with a friend and, you know, see how they react. And let's do, let's do one more question, I think, for uh, this week. Uh, Mr. Tran <laughs> – Sorry, I got. I still have a little cold. I'm kind of uh, got the sniffles here. How do you have so many things to talk about? Uh, I'm not Japanese, but as an English learner, I'm really curious about the way you gather your thoughts. Every time I talk, I run out of things to talk about really quickly. Uh, can you share any tips on how to expand conversations with English speakers? <laughs> um, I I mean, I'll be honest. I don't really have any tips. I apologize. Um, I just naturally am kind of like this like I just talk and talk and talk even just the other night it was hilarious I am 
you know, even as I'm like talking right now, I'm probably kind of shouting at you guys and you guys are probably all turning down your iPods or your, your laptops because I, as I, when I talk about stuff, I, I just get louder and louder and louder and louder and louder. And it's something I've, I've kind of dealt with my whole life. Even as a kid, I'd have my parents yell at me and just tell me to like quiet down. Um, and it's, I don't know. It's, I don't think it's something I've, I've tried to fix it, but it's just, it's not happening. Even just the other day we went out to get ice cream and I was meeting some of my new roommates as like friends. And one girl literally was like, her eyes just looked at me as I was talking and she was, she was just wide open was just like, I'm sorry. She was like being sarcastic. Like, Oh, could you say that a little louder? And I was like, it was like, Oh fuck. Like it was so it's embarrassing. I mean, but it's, I know it about myself. It's what I always do. Um, anyone who is like a friend of mine, they all know that I do it and it's probably really obnoxious. So I guess I apologize if I'm like that, but yeah, I mean asking like how I never run out of stuff. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know, man, I'm crazy. Like I just, I love to talk. Um, I really enjoy just going on tangents as you can tell. And just, I could talk for hours on just, you know, if I have one thing to go off of, it's, I just, I simply enjoy doing it. And, but as an English learner, yeah, that's hard to, um, I'm trying to give some kind of advice or like motivation here for you. I apologize, but I guess I could just say, man, just stick with it, man. Just, just really, um, like I said earlier in the podcast, uh, I, with Japanese, I, even knowing I'm going to make a mistake, I am not even on the channel, like on YouTube live, I'm not afraid to put out mistakes because one, again, once they're corrected, I'm going to remember that mistake or that correction and, you know, hopefully, uh, continue to use the correct way in the future. And, um, yeah, man, I probably, I mean, I really, yeah. You, if you say it, you run out of things to talk about. I run out of things to talk about in Japanese all the time because I simply don't have that deep of a vocabulary yet. You know, I'll say like, yeah, I'm from America. I like the typical things and I'll blah, 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 blah. And then my story ends and I'm like, well, <laughs> but that being said in Japanese, and you could probably do this in English too. Um, Japanese seem to be very descriptive speakers in that they, they love to describe things around them like if something's uh really beautiful they say like kire like they'll shout it they'll just be like oh beautiful oh it's so funny oh it's so bright they'll they'll describe everything which i i mean in english we do it too but not really um not to the extent that japanese do so i think for for me it's like when i don't have anything to say i'll just start describing stuff like oh like it's it's cold today or i'll say something like that i don't know just to try to spark something but um, I struggle with it too, man, um, learning Japanese and just as a, you know, a foreign language learner, um, I too run out of things to talk about. So I just, I wish you good luck, you know, just stick with it. And um, maybe, maybe this is something I do sometimes actually in Japanese is if I, if I know I'm like not having a lot of things to talk about, think of something you want to talk about, like seriously, a couple, a couple days ahead. So maybe like for, I'm trying to think of like an example of what I've done. I mean, it's nothing like really specific, but like. I'll just try to conjure up something here. So like, okay, say for example, I want to talk to my friend because I'm going to Japan soon to talk to my boss. I want to ask my friend specifically, um, hey, I'm going to be meeting my boss. Is there any advice or any recommended like words or phrases that I should know? Could you tell me those? Or like, but I would come up with some expressions. Like for example, like how do I tell my boss, like, thank you so much for meeting me. Um, I hope that this meeting goes really well and I look forward to, you know, getting to know you guys better, you know, but like, and then take that. And I guess in your case, you'd translate it into English from uh, whatever your na native language is. So I would go from English to Japanese and practice it a bit and then go to my friend and try that. And I'll probably make a mistake. Um, you know, as much as I could prepare as much as my own, there's probably a better way to say it. And I'll ask my friend like, Hey, how do I say this? Like I'm, and then I can ask my friend that have him correct it. 
and then he can teach me stuff. You know, things like that. I know that's a really broad um, example, but I think prepping questions ahead of time or prepping like kind of um, shotgun answers to things. Like if you know, like, oh, I'm someone's definitely going to ask me, why am I interested in Japan? Like, why did I come here? Have answers for that so you can just whoop and pull it out and just um, – I mean, you could, I wouldn't call it, it's not cheating. You know, it's, that's part of learning the language is learning how to say these things, but it's great to have something ready so that you're not sitting there like, uh, and daydreaming and having to like put words and sentences together in your head on the fly. Cause you're going to learn a lot slower that way. If you have something ready, you can reply quicker. You know, you understand what I'm trying to say here, but yeah, that's what I would suggest. I would maybe, yeah, have like kind of a script of a conversation of a topic you'd like to discuss. Um, like say you want to talk about going to Japan. Like I really want to move to Japan. What, what, what questions would that speaker ask you back? How would they reply? Like, well, why do you want to go to Japan? You can explain that. How did you get into that thing? Oh, you can explain that. Is there any other country you want to go to? Like have those, those questions like thought of like, okay, he's probably going to ask this. She's probably going to ask this and have an answer for it. Cause I, I even for the, one of my finals right now, um, on Thursday, I have to give a panel discussion for like three minutes discussing um, whether or not the book we read would be a big hit in America or not. It's a very Japanese story, and I'm arguing that it wouldn't. I don't think it – at least not as it's – a, it's a ghost story, but it's more of like a love story. So I don't think as a lo- – like if it was sold as a love story here, maybe. But I feel like a lot of ghost stories in America are very – you know, there's a big twist or the sixth sense. Um I don't know. There's a big twist or there's some crazy plot, something crazy or, you know, mostly a twist, I guess, but really having some kind of explanation at the end to be like, Oh, so that's what that everything was. And then in, in Japanese stories, they don't necessarily have to explain everything. Um, sometimes a lot of just weird stuff will happen. And then the story ends and you're like, what? And to me, I, I it's very Japanese, but I, I like it sometimes because it's um, especially with horror stories. Cause not having everything explained there, for example, there's a story Oh, what's the author? Um, I think it's um, Jihiro. Oh, man. I don't know. I apologize. I don't know. He's a really, really famous horror story writer. I'm actually going to Google it right now. Give me. Give, I'm going to give you guys the Jeopardy theme. One sec. Um, what is it? Uzumaki. Okay, Junji Ito, Junji Ito. If you guys don't know Junji Ito, he is he is awesome. I he passed away. It looks like in no. Is he? Let me let me click on him actually. Sorry, before I say anything. Oh, he's still alive. So he was born in sixty three. He's fifty three years old. He's really he's still alive. That's awesome. He um, yeah, he's a Japanese horror manga artist. So it's not like traditional like manga like I mean like from like today like One Piece and shit like that. It's very, it's very much more like short stories and really creepy things. And in class, we watched a few of his, sto- uh, like movie adaptations. There's one called Uz- uh, Uzumaki, which is vortex. It's basically like, or spiral, I guess. It's basically, um, this whole town gets like haunted by spirals. And I know that sounds weird, but basically like as they're walking around, a flower is suddenly a spiral and they look in the sky and the clouds are spirals. There's snails with spirals. It's and people become infatuated with the spiral. They start drawing. It's weird. And they don't explain it at all. Like it just, it goes on. I'm not going to spoil the movie, but like they don't explain why there's spirals in this town and the movie just kind of ends. And you're like, wait, so what was that? And I think it's so effective in that, like, because it's not explained, it's, it's more creepy. And there's another story that I haven't read in depth, but there's a story where basically by this author, um, there 
humans discover this this mountainside that has these human shaped holes in them basically like you know like a just like a silhouette of a person and it's a hole that goes into the mountain and they don't understand where where they came from why they're there what they are but slowly throughout the story people start to go to the hole and find one that fits them perfectly and realize that the hole is made for them and they go inside and they get stuck and then they're like trapped and they're like eaten by the mountain and people just they keep getting drawn to it and going into it and again i haven't read the whole thing in detail so i don't know like the ending or the twist or anything like that but i'm pretty sure it's not explained at all anyways i think that's awesome so junji ito definitely check him out if you need something to read um if you take any kind of like japanese lit class i almost guarantee um you're gonna run into uh junji ito at some point and i i want to read more of his stuff i actually have i haven't read all of it but for what i what i have read um it's really great um anyways that that that's kind of applies to this story that we're reading and i have to argue in front of a panel that um i don't think as a horror story it would uh, do very well in america so um part of the prep is i you know i'm gonna give my speech and afterwards there's like a q a sex- session for five minutes where people in the class can ask different questions regarding you know what i said or maybe they disagree and then of course one of the teachers chimes in with like a really hard question and i have to answer it so the whole what i'm doing you know over the next couple days is prepping those questions is i have my i can make my speech and memorize it all i want but i have to be ready for when they go like well why do you think why don't you think this why don't you think uh maybe what if it was sold as a love story would it would it work then which that's one of the questions i'm assuming they're going to ask like if it was if it was sold as a love story would it work and i'm going to argue yeah maybe it could i think it actually could because it's kind of a beautiful story and uh it has a happy ending i i think and um yeah so i but in japanese i want to have those answers ready so when trying to improve your conversation skills i guess in a language that would be my advice is have kind of a script going have kind of planned stock answers that you can use and questions to follow up with um again you can look at it as cheating but it's not you're you're learning a language you should you know do as much prep as you possibly can always reciting stuff in your head or while you're in the shower just like have a conversation with yourself sometimes i'll just say like i'll just pretend like i'm talking to someone like hey nice to meet you yeah you know i'm from america and you know i'll be here a couple weeks like how's it going you know i'll just do that just i think it's great to or even um i've I've mentioned it before but self-narrating what you're do what you're doing like oh right now i'm doing a podcast i have to study later and then i might get a little nap in and then you know it's it's go time tomorrow do that just narrate it in your head and i think it's really good practice um i'm kind of going off on tangents here again i know this podcast i didn't really have anything planned um but just again wanted to kind of chime in give you guys a little update and uh let you guys know you know i appreciate the patience on the channel and again i hope you guys still just hold out for just uh you know a few more weeks couple months i'm gonna be on instagram twitter and snapchat in japan next week that'll be really fun please check me out on there um please follow me of course on all my social media stuff which will be you know you can click on it down here or you know follow it down there and um yeah over the next couple months i'm I'm planning on having a lot more time so i'm hoping more videos uh and then once i'm in japan once i get all settled in the first couple weeks might be kind of crazy of course i'll do podcasts of those times but um once after i'm assuming after the first couple weeks you know all the busyness and getting ready and moving in and buying furniture and all that stuff once that kind of settles down um i can't wait to spend some weekends off doing nothing um of course i'm gonna be exploring japan but now that i'm living there i don't have to go out every day i'm gonna have like a a lazy sunday where i can hang out with you guys do a podcast live podcast or um edit more videos or of course go shoot more videos i purchased a new camera it's actually a camera i i owned with a friend but i bought out his share so it's now mine officially got a new tripod anyways i just got some gear going and I'm, i'm really excited 
for the next few months. So again, thank you guys for uh, supporting the channel so much and being so optimistic or so uh, positive and giving feedback, uh, constructive, negative criticism as well. I appreciate you know any cons criticism I can get. And um, yeah, I look forward to the next few months uh, as we get rolling here and hopefully lead toward the start of a life in Japan. And I hope this will be kind of a, it'll be an interesting journey for me to document it as I go here and kind of have just like you can kind of see my progress as I go through this and for anyone else who's interested in maybe pursuing a similar path or just simply wants to you know follow along for the ride uh, I hope you enjoy and I of course for the Japanese people listening as well thank you very much for listening I hope that this helped I actually had one individual leave a he sent me a um, a message on snapchat saying hey I just I I recently had a test to get into Waseda University which is a really prestigious school in Tokyo um, and he, 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 this is, these are his words. He said that he was listening to my podcast every morning, uh, leading up to his English test. And he said that he answered a lot of the questions correctly because he learned a lot from my speaking. So first of all, congrats for getting into Waseda. I doubt I had much to do with that. That was probably all on you, but if it helped in any way, that's awesome. And if it, if these podcasts are helping you in any way with your English learning or, um, anything, even with some of the Japanese stuff we go over, you know, please let me know. Cause I love to hear it. Um, and especially as I'm becoming, I'm going to be becoming uh, an English assistant English teacher soon. Wow. I'm getting really uh, tired here. I need to <laughs> wrap this up. Um, <laughs> as I'm becoming an assistant English teacher, hopefully soon, uh, you know, I am going to have to kind of learn what it's like to teach and uh, feedback is great. So I, I really appreciate it. And um, I just hope you guys know that I am not intending on slowing down this channel at all. I just simply am waiting for the right opportunity to pick it back up and go crazy with it and post videos all the time and really provide a lot of quality content. So thank you guys for hanging in there and um, I'm, I'm super stoked for it. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. I'm going to wrap the podcast up here for now, get back to some studying. And again, I guess I'll see you guys in about a week or so. Please check me out on all of my uh, social media stuff so that you can follow me when I go live on Instagram, uh, when I'm posting uh, pictures doing snapchats and i'm gonna take you guys to go get some food it's gonna be a lot of fun and hopefully we can squeeze in a live podcast i think we can um i think we can definitely do that so i'm gonna to try to um we'll see we'll see how it goes but uh thank you guys for listening i'll see you guys next time have a great week and yeah good luck with your finals too because i'm stressing out <laughs> have a good night everyone and i'll see you guys next time ja, mata.